are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. On the show today, let's take a look at some Big 12 bracketology. Where do Jerry Palm and Joe Lenardi have Big 12 teams in their fields of 68. How many do they have? Where do they have them? We'll take a look at all of that on today's show. Before we get going, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. Follow me at Josh Neighbors. All right, let's get to it. Okay, so I'd mentioned yesterday on the show that, yeah, the Big 12 is on a bit of a break when it comes to college hoops, especially men's college basketball. The Big 12 is on a break right now because of COVID cases, obviously. They had one game on Tuesday night, and since then, we are not going to have a game until Saturday. So with that in mind, I thought we would take a look on today's show uh, at where some of the the bracketologists have Big 12 teams. We did this last week. We'll do it again this week, but it's always kind of fun to see where everybody is is putting uh, you know Big 12 teams. And the one that people normally look at is Joe Lenardi, right? So we kind of start there. We'll go to ESPN. And, and this is, you know, not discount Jerry Palm. If you guys want a second opinion, Jerry Palm's bracketology is also very good, too, at CBS Sports. Um, those two are the guys who are the premier bracketologists, in my opinion. I know USA Today does one, and I know that Sporting News does one as well. And there are a couple other place too, uh, places to the do brackets and bracketology, but these are really the main two. Jerry Palm at CBS and Joe Lenardi at ESPN are your main two bracketologists, uh, you know, when it kind of comes to this realm. So we'll start with what our good old friend Joe Lenardi has on his bracketology. So he has an update on his. He now has seven Big 12 teams in the dance. All right, so he's got seven Big 12 teams. So to build some suspense, I'm going to go one to seven. Reese Davis talks about this all the time on the college football uh, reveal show for the rankings. He goes, you, you know, you want to build the most drama, so going from top to bottom is the best way to do it. And and normally when I do my power rankings, um, bottom to top is the most fun way and effective way to do those. But for bracketology, let's work from the top and then go to the bottom. So at the top, not a shock here, he's got Baylor as a one seed. The Baylor Bears are going to be a one seed. They're going to also be the beneficiary of playing one of those play-in game 16 seeds. These teams are usually amongst the weakest out of those lower seeds. So Gonzaga, in this situation, would play some of those teams, or one of those teams, rather. And then Baylor would play one of those teams. And I think what's important to note here is that Anthony DeBundo and I had talked about this yesterday. And we talked about a situation where Baylor could play themselves into the number one overall seed. Now, Gonzaga might be the best team in the country right now, but if Baylor were to win out in their schedule, they would have a claim to that number one spot. They'd have wins over Illinois. They'd have wins over, uh, talk about good wins, you know, Oklahoma. They'd have a blowout win over TCU. A blowout win over, a blowout win, but a closer win over Texas Tech. A win over Kansas. Wins over Kansas State, Texas, a second time against Texas Tech. Back-to-back wins against West Virginia, a second victory over Kansas. And whether you want to talk about a conference tournament or not, 
that would be good enough in my estimation to give them a number one overall seed. I'm with that 110% when it comes to where these teams should be seeded. If Baylor gets through this with no losses, now I think they'd actually have to run the table to do this, but if Baylor and Gonzaga both somehow run the table, then I would definitely say, definitely 110% say, that Baylor should be the number one overall seed, despite how good Gonzaga's season was. And, I mean, those two teams might still play, and that game might very well, <laughs> might very well decide who the number one overall seed is going to be. But if they were not to play and both teams were to run the table, let's say they just don't do conference tournaments for the sake of not doing conference tournaments, that would be enough in my estimation. But at this point in time, I think it's pretty safe to say that both Gonzaga and Baylor are going to be number one seeds come March, uh, come selection time when, when the committee reveals who is in, who is out. I think it's pretty safe to say that we're going to get both Baylor and Gonzaga as number one seeds. All right, the next place he's got a, a Big 12 team is the two spot. He has dropped Texas from a one seed to a two. And you recall the last time that we did some of this bracketology, and I think the last bracket Lenardi had um, KU, uh, excuse me, Texas rather, as a one seed in, was his bracket on the 12th. Yep, and that's correct. So on the 12th, Joe Lenardi had Texas as a one seed. Now, obviously, since then, Texas dropped that game they had uh, against Texas Tech, and so that maybe dropped them a couple seed line, or dropped them one seed line, rather. But in my opinion, you know, he's got Iowa and Michigan as number one seeds. Texas is still within striking distance of those teams, without a doubt. They still have to play Baylor, and if they can get a win over Baylor, they were able to get one of those wins. They might not even have to get one of those wins, but they still have that dominant win against Kansas, and depending on what plays out with those other teams, with Michigan, who is a bit inconsistent, and also Iowa, those two teams, I mean, they're the best, the class, the Big Ten, but once again, Anthony DeBundo and I talked about it yesterday, like, those teams have weakness, and the Big Ten is beating up on itself right now. So I think there's a chance that Texas – has a very good opportunity to slide back into that top seed line. Um, I don't think it's too far-fetched. I mean, they're 11-2, and and they're 5-1. and Their only losses are to Villanova and to Texas Tech in that really close game. I still think they've got plenty of chances to get back on that first seed line, and that's going to start this weekend with a game, uh, or next week, rather, with a game against Oklahoma State. game against Kentucky, they play Baylor and Oklahoma State as well, so... They've got plenty of good competition. Kansas, once again, left in the schedule. They've got a chance to make up that loss against Texas Tech. Many opportunities remaining right now for the Texas Longhorns to get back to that number one seed line. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't doubt against them, especially with the way that we know the Big Ten could cannibalize itself. The only team I could see taking a bite out of Texas's chances would be Villanova. Uh, but it's the only team, especially with that win over them, that would place them on the one line, even though it was early in the season, that could give them the advantage and place them on the one line over the Longhorns. All right, the next one's pretty interesting here. He's got Kansas in the number three seed, uh, or as one of the number three seeds right now. As we know, Kansas has been taking it on the chin so far, um, You know, not completely in Big 12 play, but this is a team that has three losses in the conference right now. A loss against Texas, a loss against Oklahoma State, and a loss against Baylor. So two of those losses are against, you know, pretty dominant teams in the conference. 
Two top 10 teams, we know that. So I'm not going to completely fault KU, but they got blown out against Texas. They they came all the way back and should have beaten Oklahoma State, but let them uh, get back in control of that game. And then that Baylor game, sure, uh, you know, TN gets the cover late, but was that game really ever that close? I don't really think so. I don't really see it that way. And so for me, I don't know, you know, if you think about seed lines as, all right, the, the top four seeds, the four best teams in the country, you know, the next the seed line, all the twos are, are the two through, you know, the, the uh, five through eight. And then that would mean nine through 12 are your three seeds. Can you confidently say right now that Kansas is a, you know, is one of the best 12 teams in the country? Not with the way they're playing basketball. And look, I know Texas Tech, no, probably doesn't deserve it because they lost to KU at home. Uh, but I understand why you, you put KU over them. But still, you know, from a field perspective, I don't think anybody would argue right now that Kansas is playing at a top 12 level, especially the way you know, they've lost their last two games in the conference and they barely skirted by Oklahoma. Um, you know, the last three games have not been all that impressive. Now, do they have a chance to turn it around? Yes. Uh, with the way that they've had, you know, the interior play from David McCormick, does that give them a very good chance to turn it around? Absolutely. Yes, it does, 110%. But they're going to need to put it all together, and that's a challenge. In a conference this good, it's a challenge to put all those things together um, in the middle of a season. So uh, I'm a bit dubious of Kansas right now at, at a three seed. All right, let's take a break. I'll go through the rest of the Big 12 teams. There are four more Joe Lenardi currently has in the field of 68. Before I go through those, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. rockauto.com is the best place online to find parts for your car or truck at a very affordable price. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so you know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also, go check out Locked On Bets, new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling get you set every single day for the day's action in sports. So once again, go check that out. Uh, Locked On Bets, wherever you guys get your podcast. All right, on to the rest of the show. We'll talk some more Big 12 bracketology. All right, let's get back to it. Before we move on, I want to mention one team in particular here. I want to mention Alabama really fast because I know they're not a Big 12 team, but Alabama was a team that we mentioned yesterday on the podcast with Anthony Abundo, and while they're not ranked in the top 15 right now, Joe Lenardi has them on the three line. That's what he thinks of this Alabama team who continues to just barnstorm through the uh, the SEC right now. So that's something to watch moving forward. All right, the next two teams that Joe Lenardi has, he's got Texas Tech and West Virginia in the four spot. They're both four seeds right now. I'm okay with Texas Tech there. Not sure I'm on West Virginia in this spot. He's got UVA and Ohio State both in that spot. 
I personally think UVA should be a bit higher, especially what they've been doing in the ACC as of recently. I would drop right now West Virginia a bit lower. Yes, they gave Gonzaga their best game, but for them in conference play, they have not won consecutive games yet. Now, that being said, all their losses are relatively close. The KU loss was a 14-point game, but they beat Iowa State by five. They uh, they lost to Oklahoma, lost to Kansas, um, lost to uh, Texas as well, and they beat Oklahoma State by three. I mean, this is a team that in conference, as opposed to two and three, should really be one and four right now. That Oklahoma State game, they had no business winning. Now, you could counter that the Texas game was one that they should have won, so I'd hear that. But two and three in the conference, I know it's one of the toughest leagues. I know the schedule has been difficult, but they've only got conference wins right now over Oklahoma State and Iowa State. They have yet to go and grab a victory against the cream of the crop in this conference. Now, they had three consecutive games postponed. It looks like they're going to play at Kansas State on Saturday. Then they're going to play Texas Tech on Monday in a big Monday game. It's got a lot of implications. And they play Florida at Iowa State, Kansas at Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Baylor at Baylor, Texas. So this next month, this beginning of February, and in the month of February, they are scheduled to play one, two, three, four, five games against ranked opponents. You add the fact they're going to play uh, at the end of this month playing against Texas Tech. You add the fact they're going to play against Florida. They've got strong competition, so we're really going to see the medal of this West Virginia team. No, am I you know very upset uh, about where they are right now? No, I think four. If you haven't four, totally fine. I do believe, though, I am inclined to believe that maybe they should be a bit lower than a four seed right now. I'm not sure how high I am on West Virginia. All right, let's talk about the Oklahoma State Cowboys next. And what's important about them is, you know, and I, I always preface this, I always say this whenever we, we begin dis- discussing Oklahoma State, is that there is no guarantee Oklahoma State is going to be in the NCAA tournament. They are still facing, an, they still have an appeal uh, for this postseason. Joe Lenardi con- considers them a, a tournament team right now while the, the appeal is being heard. And once again, because of COVID, because of layoffs, because of whatever else, the appeal process is going to take longer this time around. Right now, Joe Lenardi has Oklahoma State in as an eight seed. I am 110% in agreement with this. If, you know, if we are considering them a tournament team, they should be off the bubble because we have, they have a win over a team like Marquette, who is a, a bubble team. They have a win at Texas Tech, which is critical. They have a win at home against Kansas. And also they got a win against Wichita State, which is a win that gets better and better each day. They've got four very good wins. Their losses, I'd say besides a TCU loss, they have a loss against Texas and West Virginia. So nothing really to scoff about. And also their three losses are by a combined seven points. Now, should they have won those games? Yes, and that should be penalized against them. But this is a good basketball team. This is one of the, without a doubt, one of the best 68 basketball teams in the country. So this position for them is the correct one right now. Oklahoma State is surging, and I'm upset that we that we lost both Red River and we lost their game against West Virginia. They've got to turn around and refocus now. Who is going to be available on Saturday against Baylor? We have no idea. Uh, Gay Biker today on Big 12 Today said, hey, look, I'm hearing some things that uh, the status of Cade Cunningham for Saturday is questionable. We'll see if that game even gets played. But once again, that program is paused right now, and I've got no idea 
what the status is. I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm concerned about this this weekend slate of upcoming Big 12 games. I know we got three or four right now that are still a go, but there are a lot of questions about who will be playing this weekend, and that's upsetting because Baylor versus Oklahoma State should be a marquee game. It should be one of the two best teams in the country going up against a guy who's going to be one of the two. Uh, top picks in next year's NBA draft. So hopefully we're not going to get cheated out of that matchup. All right, the final team, and this is no surprise here. Guess who it is? Lon Kruger's Oklahoma Sooners are on the edge right now of the NCAA tournament, according to Joe Lenardi. He's got them in as one of the last four buys, and when it comes to seeding, he's got Oklahoma in as an 11 seed right now playing Missouri. So they're in the 11 seed line. They're along the likes of Michigan State, uh, along the likes of Duke, on the, along the likes also of UNC and BYU, who he has slated in a play-in game. It would uh, it would probably be pretty fitting, right? We've seen the Sooners again in that play-in spot before, but I am curious to see really if Oklahoma can make that push to get off of the bubble. One question they're facing right now is the health of Brady Manick. He's back. He came off the bench the other night against Kansas State. But you're wondering how much can he give them because they need to rack up more quality wins. They have a winning at TCU, which is a fine win. But really down the line, you know, they've got a 22-point loss at Xavier. They've got a two-point loss against Texas Tech, 15-point loss versus Baylor, and a four-point loss against KU. So they need to begin to rack up some of these wins. Yes, the Kansas State win's really nice, but you've got this. This is one hell of a stretch coming up for them right here. They've got Kansas at Texas, Alabama at Texas Tech, uh, home for Iowa State, so there's your break. And then they've got Baylor at West Virginia, Texas. All right, the end of their schedule is Iowa State, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma could be one of those teams here that we look at at the end of the year that's going to be hovering around 500. But if they can get wins in the right spots, this is a team that could keep themselves on the right side of the bubble. It is going to be a challenge. They're going to have to get Brady Manick healthy. But they've got a matchup this Saturday coming up here, rematch against Kansas, this one at home at noon. We'll see. Well, I am I am very intrigued. Number one, you know, I believe this game is going to get played, but if this game gets played, I am very intrigued to see the energy level Oklahoma can come out with. And I'm curious to see what Kansas is going to look because this is a game, obviously, where KU needs to respond as well. They have not looked as strong. So there's the seven teams Joe Lenardi has right now. He did say today, he was a guest on Big 12 today, he did mention, look, TCU could play their way into the field, but thinks right now there's seven halves, seven ha- three have-nots. Those are her, his words, not mine, right now in the Big 12 Conference when it comes to bracketology. All right, let's take a break. We come back, we'll flip the script and see what uh, Jerry Palm at CBS Sports has with his bracketology and where he's got a lot of these Big 12 teams I just mentioned. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Are you guys ready for these NFL championship games this weekend, AFC and NFC? I'm pretty excited about those. We'll have some picks tomorrow and look at maybe some Big 12 players who could be involved in those. What about the NBA guys? What about college hoops, the NHL? All those things are going on right now, and you can find the odds at betonline.ag. There's one place that has you covered, one place we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. 
Use that promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N Locked On, and you will get fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus upon your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also check out the other conference shows, guys. We've got Locked On Longhorns, Locked On Horn Frogs, and Locked On Sooners. Check all of those out. Great shows here on Locked On Podcast Network. All right, let's see what Jerry Palm had to say about the Big 12 teams and their potential to make the NCAA tournament. All right, so Jerry Palm has seven teams from the conference in the tournament right now. Seven teams the Big 12. That's probably the only way he, uh, that he and Lenardi kind of agree here. He's got Baylor at one, which is which is the same. Texas as a two seed, which is the same. He's got Kansas as a two, as, as a two, which which I, I find pretty interesting. I would not put Kansas that high. I don't think you can look at Kansas' past performances and put them this high. And and, and right now, guys, this this bracket was updated as of January twentieth. So I mean, this is um, this is up to date here for Jerry Palm. Here's what I will say: Jerry does have an inflated, not inflated, but you know he's got a bit more of a, an upper, uh, kind of a, a better look, a more positive look, I guess you could say, on the conference. He's got Texas Tech as a three C, which I agree with right now. West Virginia as a four, so same as Lenardi. As a five, as a five seed, he's got Oklahoma State. Joe Lenardi had them as an eight, and he's got Oklahoma State right now. As a five, he obviously thinks they're one of the best 25 teams in the country. And, you know, maybe you could start making an argument for that. Maybe you actually could. I think maybe that anti or the potential for them not to be in the tournament might be a stigma that's working against Oklahoma State right now. The last one, he's even got a better look at, at OU. He's got OU as a nine seed. So still, seven teams in the tournament. Once again, Baylor is a one. Texas and KU is twos. Texas Tech is a three. West Virginia is a four. Oklahoma State's a five. And OU is a nine. So Jerry Palm viewing the Big 12 favorably, just as Lenardi is, and maybe even a bit more favorably when it comes to some of the seeding of those teams that we had mentioned. So very intriguing stuff. Um, and Joe Lenardi actually joked today on Big 12 Today show I was working. He said, hey, look, the Big 12 is going to put the largest percentage of their teams in. Uh, it's for two reasons. One, obviously, they only have 10 teams. But also, two, look, the depth of the conference, man. Like, there are seven legitimate tournament teams in the conference. At the season end of the day, there would be seven teams from the Big 12 in, in the uh, the big dance. So I think that's something that we should be happy about. And also, that's going to make this backstretch of basketball a hell of a lot of fun as we come up here on the end of the season. All right, that will do it for today's show. And once again, guys, I'm still battling some congestion, if you couldn't tell, so I apologize if my voice sounds raspy. But on tomorrow's show, we'll have a preview of the weekend's Big 12 men's hoops action. We'll also have a preview of the Saturday 7 of the seven biggest games outside the Big 12 conference. And also we'll have a look at this weekend's uh, championship games in the NFL and talk about which Big 12 players could have an impact. And obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the big one. But we'll try to get a little bit deeper than that, talk about which Big 12 players could have an impact on this weekend's games. Follow us on Twitter, guys, at LOBig12. Follow me at Josh Neighbors. And until tomorrow, stay safe, y'all.